Fearless. Chase. Bold. Following. Courageous. Search. I'm Aaron. And I'm Marshall. And this is Undaunted Pursuit. That's still giving you fits, huh? Oh, it's going to keep giving me fits, I guess, until I go see that surgeon and see what he decides we're going to do about this mess. Oh, boy. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. Glad to have you all here. Welcome back. Welcome back. Heck, yeah. No, I was uh, sorry. I'm running a little late. So I came home for lunch today. Yeah. And uh, the the kids had Hunter got shot in the eye with a Nerf gun. So we had to take away (laughs) all the, because the the whole main thing about it was, is they, they weren't listening and doing what they were told. So of course, uh, result was all guns get taken away. Pellet guns, Nerf guns, airsoft guns. We've got guns all over the place. So anyway, all their guns got taken away for a couple weeks. And, uh, they still had this, they still had this live trap set out for, they've been catching squirrels in the backyard, killing them oh, and yeah. putting them in the freezer. And we're going to cook them up, make a squirrel stew eventually. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, so anyway, they still had this, uh, uh, squirrel trap set up and, uh, we just get, we get home from work and the boys were like, uh, is it, was it okay? We caught a squirrel. And was it okay to use a uh, bow and arrow? I was like, well, heck yeah, dude. They're like, they ended up killing, long story short, they ended up killing this squirrel with uh, like a target practice uh, arrow with oh, really? a kid's bow. I was like, you know <laughs> what? Awesome. I'm actually proud of you guys for thinking outside the box and just, and nonetheless, <laughs> they hit it in the head inside the cage. So, I mean, I couldn't be much more prouder. Impressive. It's good stuff. Yeah. So anyway, I had to I had to show them because they they skinned it, and I'm, I'm constantly showing them what to do and and everything. But they had a problem with the male parts on this one, so I had to show them how to uh, clean a male squirrel because it's oh, the really? first one that they've come across. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's too funny. Hang on this minute. Hang on. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. I uh, sitting in this recliner that I'm sitting in because of my lovely back. Um, I had to ask my wife to get me a pillow to set the computer on the laptop because it makes it a little bit higher and just makes it more comfortable. Um, Looks like she was taking good care of you. You should have just kept it unmuted and uh, what? Oh, I was just uh, she tried to put it behind my head. I had to put it um, under my computer. But anyway. <laughs> oh, nice. We well, shouldn't have muted it. Would have been she should have been on the podcast. <laughs> Next time. Next time I'll I'll I'll, I'll keep it uh <laughs> muted. Yeah. Hey, oh okay, so was uh, getting onto this a little easier today. 
It was. I don't know how soon you sent the uh, request, but it seems like it, it came pretty quick. So, literally, I I, literally, I sent it about a minute before you got on. I had just gotten done closing out of the uh, email and gotten back to my screen here when you were coming on. So, um, well, thanks to Jarrett Williams and the Pursuit of Manliness, he um, podcast, he showed me, uh, he kind of suggested us do that because he was having, he wasn't seeing the link either. And uh, he, he's probably just a bit smarter than I am at this whole technology <laughs> stuff. So anyway, I did that for him. And it worked out flawlessly. So I was like, well, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it on our next one and see if you can get it. Because I, I figured out how to copy the link and send it in a different email and everything like that. It's so much quicker. So I'm awesome. glad it worked. Yeah. Good deal. I'm glad he was able to help us out on that one. Heck yeah. <clears throat> oh, so we were talking about killing squirrels. I, I don't guess I told you the full story. So uh, God blessed us this past weekend with a cow and I, and, and last podcast, I kind of went a little into it, which you weren't present for. So you don't know, but, um, uh, I did kind of mention it on the po- last podcast, but I left some things out purposely because I wanted to talk. I wanted me and you to talk about it for, uh, you know, a little bit more in detail. So anyway, I go to shoot this cow and, uh, cause of course it was, it was just a really good deal. And she's kind of, she was lame. she, she wasn't going to make it, she would make it to market, but to the sale barn, but she wouldn't survive the truck ride. So anyway, this farmer comes up, he says, I got to call a cow. You want it? He's like, heck yeah, I do want it. You know, he's like, you have to do everything start to finish. I was like, okay, no problem. I can do that. I can handle that. So we go out there and I'm about a hundred feet away from this cow and she's got her butt towards me and she, I'm trying to figure out how am I going to get her to turn around, which ended up being no problem. Um, because as soon as she turned around, she started like, she started running at me and then she put her head down. Like she was going to, uh, headbutt me. And I'm, I'm backpedaling now with my gun. I didn't have enough time. Cause I was just walking out there with my gun on my shoulder and I didn't have enough time to, click the safety off. So I, I have this gun against her head, trying to push her head down and away from me as I'm backpedaling. I'm like, get back, get back. And she's, <laughs> she's like, she's staying on me. So I turn around and I start running away from her, uh, for the time being. And then she kind of breaks off of me and then kind of goes behind this barn. Well, I had to kind of maneuver around and I finally sealed the deal. Um, as soon as I got repositioned, but I still had to take, I was trying to get as close as possible for a humane kill and all that. But so anyway, I ended up having to take as far of a shot as I want as it really wasn't that far. I mean, I had a scope on the rifle, so, um, every, everything happened very good, but that was my first time. So now I'm, I guess a seasoned pro at it now. Um, now I've done <laughs> one. I, I could stand to take another one. We got, we got, a. She was skinny. She was an old cow. So we got probably about 250 pounds off of her. It was amazing. Split that with some friends of ours. They got blessed by it. We got blessed by it. And the meat, we, it took us, we processed the whole cow in two days and, uh, we've eaten it every night since we got it, (laughs) at least some portion of it. And it's just stinking delicious. We, it took us, uh, because yeah, because we took the time to actually just trim it. I went and got some uh, fat from the store and uh, 
we I got about 40 pounds of fat from the store. So I ended up mixing, we mixed that in. I had some fat already in the freezer and, um, it, yeah, it worked out, but that's uh, awesome. It is just delicious as old as <clears throat> if you take the time to actually trim your meat the right way, mm-hmm. like you're actually cleaning like a deer or an elk or something. And you take that time to trim off that, that fat. That's what you ever had like a gamey beef. Yeah. I don't know what kind of beef you're buying. I mean, well, I've had gamey pork chops when I was a kid. It seems like all the time we had pork chops growing up, Mm -hmm. they were nasty. Gamey, they tasted horrible, but they were always the cheap, thin ones. Uh, And that's maybe it was just, you know, they were cheap, so they were probably not cut well or whatever, but uh, yeah. Well, there's there's some different types of fat, you know, there's like a, there's like a good fat on them. And then there's like this nasty, like yellow fat. And then that, so that, um, snot skin is what we call it. If you don't trim as much of that junk off that like nasty yellow fat and that snot skin, it gets, it, it makes the meat taste really bad. We do the best we can to do it, um, to trim all that off. But, uh, which I think we did, and it helps that we had some. I, I couldn't have done it by myself. There's no way. Yeah, <laughs> I've never had to clean an animal that big before. That's a that's a big animal. It's a very large animal to do, to have to clean up. Yeah, and because there comes a point in a cow's life when they get so old that you know she was like a thousand pounds, or roughly about a yeah. thousand pounds, but she was seven years old. So there comes a point where the bones start kind of outgrowing the what the meat so you'll have Mm. she may be a thousand pounds but most of it is bone weight you know right yeah that's that's what i say about myself but them legs as i as i get it as i get older and i get heavier i just say it's that daggum bone weight and fat (laughs) that's right i'm just it it gives a whole new meaning to big boned i'll tell you what it's bone weight (laughs) well i'm glad i'm glad you guys got that cow cut up and cleaned up and froze up and served up that's good stuff ain't nothing like your own fresh meat that should be the title of this episode that's right it should be the title of this episode it's not fat it's bone weight (laughs) (laughs) there we go i like it it's not fat it's bone weight moo (laughs) yep but all right well shoot you've been uh you've been pretty busy at work i know we're kind of doing this a little late in the day because you wanted as much time at work as you could yes i am busy at work um i've been busy since probably the end of last year and uh, before all the holidays and stuff and so I'm just playing catch up and I'm just trying to get at least one job designed a day trying to. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little slow when it comes to uh, designing these jobs. Some people are faster than I am, but I'm kind of slow, but so yeah, I've been busy with that. And, uh, but just trying to, trying to catch up. Yeah. Boy, I tell you what, I'm so cool. full. I've had so much junk food this past few days. Oh my goodness. Slutty. I work with you. Bringing- well, you've been batching it, haven't you? Well, I was, I was, I was, I was batching it up being a bachelor for a couple of weeks. Uh, my wife was out of town, uh, house and pet sitting for her, her parents in East Texas. And, uh, <clears throat> so, I mean, I was eating good, you know, I mean, she, she, my wife, you know, did all the shopping and grocery shopping for me and, uh, 
get all the food for the meals and stuff. But um, they were simple meals, you know, like spaghetti nice. and stuff like that. She made meatloaf tonight, which was really good. Um, but yeah, I've just been mm. eating a bunch of, we had brownies up at the office, been eating that. And I come home and have meatloaf and a big meal and cookies. I'm just like, and then plus I don't work out like I used to. So I'm still eating the same as I did when I was working out. So that ain't, that ain't helping me. <laughs> so I got to change oh, my ways. I got to tell you, <clears throat> I got to tell you the, um, why does you well here, I'm going to start with this. Um, why why do we always we always get back to food on this podcast, don't we? <laughs> we just we just love to eat. Man, you know it's true. We eat we, we do. We 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 love, love, love talking about food. It is almost I think almost every episode, well, probably not every episode, but several episodes we, we talk a lot about food. I don't know. Maybe we should recall it or rename it like the undaunted food pursuit or something. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, actually, you know that's not a bad idea. Hmm. That gives yeah, me another yeah. idea. Another, like, I need any more podcast. side projects. I'll <laughs> be looking another, out for yeah. the undaunted food for Steve podcast. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Well, oh, you know. So, okay. Dang, I got I got enough I want to cover here. Um, I'll give you I'll give you a little teaser. I finished the script for the film series that I'm wanting to do a little video series ah, that I'm, I'm working on right now. And the script deal. is finished. And so I'm uh, talking it over with the videographer and everything like that. So there you go, guys. Um, coming soon. Uh, there's some video stuff kind of pretty much. It's under the, un- yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Unrelated. Kind of unrelated. It's under the Undaunted Pursuit Productions umbrella, but it's unrelated to this podcast. It's totally separate from what I'm, uh, what we're getting ready to dive into. But either way, little teaser for you guys. So keep, stay tuned because it'll get announced on here. You know, oh, it's yeah. nothing bad, but that's fantastic. But now, thanks to Marshall, thanks to you, Marshall, that uh, now you got my wheels turning about something, something along the food lines. So we like talking about food. I like you, and it would be so, it'd be so easy to talk about food and have a podcast about food. I don't know. Okay, yeah. So, but before we go on, those of you who are listening, if you want to see Aaron and I do a podcast about food, hit us up. Let yeah. us know. We we might do that. That'd be that'd be fun. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we could get in. Yeah, food, food, <laughs> drink. We'll split off from here. If you don't want to listen to us and yammering on and doing all this, we'll we'll uh, start a completely different podcast on just dedicated to food. I don't know. We'll see. I I, I can think of a few things. Oh yeah, most definitely. And then eat eat right there. Say, hey, what kind of food did you bring today, Marshall? <laughs> oh, Aaron, my food was great. Let me tell you about the food I had today. But but, but before <laughs> I get into my food, what did you get? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how that works out. It's, it's interesting. We'll see. Uh, no. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you said something about. Um, oh shoot! Hold on a second. No way, Jose. Get. Uh oh. Oh man, I hope I didn't break that. All right, all right. Hold on a second. I need my phone. There was. I hope I killed it. Oh no, I didn't. 
Okay. Hold on. Oh, shoot. I don't want to. Hold on. I got to push this microphone up. And now, mm. a thought from our sponsor. Okay. Killing Creepy Crawlies. If you have trouble with Creepy Crawlies, then you need to call the Creepy Crawly Contracting Killers. Well, how'd you and guess? Back. <laughs> well, you said you had to kill it. And I don't think there's anything that big in your house that you got to kill, so I assumed it was a bug of some sort. <laughs> Probably a spider. <laughs> it was a spider. Yeah, he's crawling up here. Um, you know what? This is what I'm going to get you, Aaron. I'm going to get you, if you don't already have it, I'm going to get you one of those salt guns since you're an avid hunter. Because not oh, only man, or should you be allowed to hunt, not only should you be allowed to hunt in the woods, but you should be allowed to hunt in your own house. So you need one of those salt guns. <laughs> I do need one of those salt guns. I've been we've been wanting one for a long time, and um, I I used one in the back country when I went to the. Uh, I was I went into a back country camp, and we were just laying in the wall tents, and of course, you know, back there there's just so many um, bugs everywhere, and we're just laying yeah. there, uh, in the cots firing at bugs, pow 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 pow, you know, with this salt gun, <laughs> and wondering why. Wondering why our eyes hurt. Why? Why do my eyes burn? It's like, oh, we're shooting salt in the air. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, yep. I love them. Things my protection. They work. Mm-hmm. They do. I bet. I've seen people use them, but I've always, yeah, I've never used one, but I'd like to have them for myself. Oh, they're great. They're expensive, though. Are they? For yeah, for what they are. Yeah. Hmm. They're like fifty bucks. Oh, wow. Look on Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> so anyway, no, man, I have been so dang sore. I, I got I got this wild hair to start working out at home, just like body weight exercise, whatever, you yeah. know. And because I, um, I walked past a window one day and I was like, oh, man, you look disgusting. And so I was <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to start working out. So anyway, that's what I started doing. And uh, nice. yeah, so I, uh, I downloaded this thing. Uh, what is it called? Let me look this up here. Um, oh, it's just, it just says home workout. That's all it says. It's an app for your phone, whatever. Anyway, it, it's, it's actually been really good. We're talking like 15 minutes in the morning when I wake up, I'll start a pot of coffee. I'll do my workout in the morning, just push-ups and incline, decline push-ups and jumping jacks and uh, whatever. You know, they've got different workouts for different body groups. I chose the the full body workout one and, you know, shoot, it's not, it's not that bad, but I am. It, you wouldn't think that you, I would be as sore as I would. As I am, but holy smokes, I, I'm, I'm dying here. I can't, maybe it's just cause I'm getting older or something, but golly. Chest sore, back sore. (laughs) Everything. What? You know what? Once I get my back fixed up, I'm going to be back in the gym. Like I said, I got to lose. I want to lose about 20 pounds. 20 to 25 pounds is my goal. And just get back in shape. Cardio, you know, just, you know, shed yeah. a few pounds. My, 
my face is getting chubby. You know, I gotta, I gotta do a little something here. It's getting on my nerves. <laughs> well, you know, and I, I've been wanting to get into the gym for a long time now, for a couple of years, but I just can't. Mm-hmm. One, it's expensive. Two, you know, we got five kids, whatever, and I can't. Well, I got, I'm busy doing other stuff. So it's like, uh, the best I can do right now, body weight stuff at the house. And I don't really know if I'm looking to, um, if I'm looking to lose a bunch of weight as much as I'm wanting to just kind of bulk up a little bit and, uh, gain some strength and energy back. That's all I'm really concerned about. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with working out at the house. I mean, there's plenty of things you can do at home. Like you said, just body weight stuff. That stuff works fantastic. And you can make your own stuff. I mean, heck, go go buy one of the, just one of those sticks for like a – you can probably get them at home, Depot or Lowe's, for like a rake or something if you had to replace a, the handle for a rake. And then just take a couple milk jugs mm-hmm. and fill them suckers full of water and tape the lids on and just use that, you know, and do squats and all that kind of stuff. I mean, there's plenty of things do you squats. can do. squats. Yeah. <clears throat> gotta get creative yeah no i'm okay doing these body weight I, i'm i'm hurting plenty right now you know <laughs> i'm sure as it is so what we used to do when i was in the fire department was we'd get a deck of cards and um you would come up with different workouts for the different suits and then as you drew the cards um the you would say say like push-ups for uh diamonds and then you 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 flip a diamond a six of diamonds. Then you got to do six push-ups. Well, then you in hmm. say sit-ups for spades. You flip a four of spades. You have to do four sit-ups. Hmm. That's, That's a good workout. Cool. It really yeah. works you. Yeah, <clears throat> mixes it up. That's all stuff they can do at home. You know, people can do at home. It's oh yeah. But this is working okay for me. I, I'm just dying. That's good. <laughs> I understand it, that. You know what the problem is that. mostly? I was trying to do I was trying to work out this morning and I had push-ups on my workout this morning, several of them, like almost the whole thing was nothing but different kinds of push-ups. And the only reason it was so hard is because my abs hurt so bad. I can't hardly <laughs> move cuz my abs are just getting swollen. <laughs> Watch out, y'all! Aaron's Aaron's getting jacked, and uh, before you know it, we're gonna have a a podcast all about working out. So uh, just be on the lookout. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! Uh, all right, I guess we better get into this Luke chapter five, huh? I suppose we better t- just touch on that topic just a hair, right? So oh, Luke chapter five. Luke chapter five. Yeah, you know Jesus is. Uh, we're going to get into the first disciples here is what mine is titled. At the beginning and, of know, mine, it says Jesus provides a miraculous catch of fish. Oh, yes, he does. Well, you know what I was I thought? Okay, so here's here's the story. Um, I, I kind of want to get away from like reading it verbatim. But um, and, and plus, we've I've read through this several times before, you know, um, just kind of preparing. But. Jesus is, uh, he's going town to the Sea of Galilee, and uh, and there's all kinds of people that are crowding around him that are, you know, of course, Jesus has quite the following, and, and the people are wanting to hear him t- uh, preach. And so what I thought was funny was that, not funny, but 
this the Sea of Galilee has so many has like three different names. Did you notice that, Marshall? Mm, I didn't, but now that you say it, I'm I'm looking at it and I can see one right off the bat. I didn't realize it was the same name or the same same sea it was talking about. Yeah, so it's the Lake of uh, however you say that Genet Genesaret Genesaret. However you say that, um, it's another name for the Sea of Galilee, and it's also um, sometimes called the Sea of Tiberias. I didn't know that. Learn something every day, every day. Yeah. Right. So here, here Jesus is coming down to uh, with with the, these bunch of people following him, and he's going to uh, he he sees these two boats sitting on the shoreline, and yeah. uh, the the fishermen are out of them. And uh, they're they must have been like off to the side, I suppose, um, washing mm-hmm. their nets. They'd been out fishing, it, of course. And so he sees these two boats. Well, he gets into one of these boats, and uh, which happens to be Simon's, uh, Simon Peter. You know, Simon becomes Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. And and he asks him, you know, Jesus asks him, "Hey Simon, put this boat out into uh, a, a little little ways from the shore, I guess." Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that way, who knows? Maybe he was trying to get, maybe he didn't want all those people crowding around him at that time. Or I don't know, maybe the boat amplified his voice a bit. You know, he could either way he, they put, they put out a little bit from the shore so that, uh, Jesus could, could teach to all these people that are now probably sitting on the shoreline. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, so he had, it doesn't say how long they actually, he actually preached for, you know, and it, you know, just think about it, Marshall, how, um, Simon must've felt, uh, Jesus coming up wanting to, did, did Simon know about Jesus at this point in time? I know he, he's, he's obviously probably heard of Jesus, hasn't he? Right. I would think so. And so he, he obviously has, because as we progress through this chapter, we're going to see, uh, we're going to see the the way Simon interacts with Jesus. He obviously he obviously knows who Jesus is. Oh yeah, most definitely. So anyway, Jesus. So Jesus finishes uh, finishes uh, speaking, and he's he he's done teaching, and uh, he he says to Simon Simon Peter, hey, let's let's move this boat out a little deeper. Who knows? I wonder how deep they. I wonder really how deep they were. Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, <clears throat> I wonder, because you said a minute ago how Jesus had told him to move the boats out a little deeper, like from the get-go. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that yeah. was for the crowds. Maybe he was just kind of preparing for what he was about to do for them when it came to casting out these nets into deeper water. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he was just kind of, no, you know, kind of have a, have a, have a, have a, 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 a speaker will kind of, you know, preface you know, their speech and kind of build it up a little bit. Maybe the, that's what he was doing. I don't know. Who knows? Well, you know, and you can also speculate <laughs> that even, even the fish wanted to come here. Jesus teach, uh, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that it's not, uh, you know, why wouldn't, why wouldn't his creation just kind of gravitate to him? You know what I mean? Yeah. All he's got to mm-hmm. do is think about it. So yeah. if he's already, he already knows what he wants to do when he gets into that boat or heck, he already knew what he was wanting to do when he was walking down the, when he was going to the Sea of Galilee. Oh yeah. Yep. So if he, he he's already thinking of it, 
you know, here's a possibility that the fish just even already knew. And they, they mm-hmm. gathered around the boat as they were, as Jesus was standing in the boat in the water. I don't know. That's a theory, guys. Yeah. I, I don't really, <laughs> that's just, we're, we're just talking here. That's not, I don't have anything to back that up at all. No, not at all. But anyway, so, you know, Jesus tells them to do this. Let's, let's get out in deeper water, put your nets over the side of the boat and, uh, or prepare your nets for a catch of fish and, uh, and put them out. And Simon, Simon pipes up and he's like, but here, I, I didn't want to read this verbatim, but he does say, I, I do want to read this part coming up in verse five. He says, master, we worked hard all night. So he, he all, he calls Jesus master mm-hmm. no, master he, we have toiled we have uh yeah well and mine says um we worked hard all night to the point of exhaustion and caught nothing in our nets but here it is he's he's going to show this is an act this is an act of faith and so i i looked it up this um when he refers to jesus as master um forgive me for uh, screwing up this word that I'm about to say, but uh, the Greek word that Luke used in in this chapter, master uh, episada, is a, is only unique to this gospel. It has uh, has ideas, and it says in this that I looked up here, it's unique to Luke's gospel. The word has the ideas commander, leader, or perhaps even boss. With this title, Peter showed. Uh, he was willing to take orders from Jesus. So by just from that, just by calling him master like that, um, you know, he's, uh, and, and I think it's a, it's, he's, he's going to show tremendous faith. He's exhausted. He could have used any excuse. You know, these guys have been out all night long fishing and catching nothing. And he could have just chalked it up, you know, he just said, I'm tired. I'm ready to go to bed. You know, there's there's nothing left in the in the sea, or you know what is, uh, what does a carpenter? Because Jesus is a carpenter. What? Who is Jesus? A carpenter telling me how to fish or where to fish? Yeah. Whatever. There's any number of mm-hmm. possibilities there, you know. But because, like you should, put your faith and trust in Jesus. Peter follows his command. Mm-hmm. And so let's see here. And he says that, and it says at your word, I will do as you say, and lower the nets again. And what happens next? They cut, they catch a great number of, uh, of fish. Their nets were, they caught so many fish that their nets were breaking. You know, not mm-hmm. only did and, go ahead. No, I was going to say, not only did the nets start to break, but they ended up filling up two boats so much. So, the boats began to sink. Now think about it. Could you imagine how frustrating that would be if your boat began to sink and all those yeah. fish you caught started getting out of the boat? I mean, for all you avid fishermen out there, think about that. That'd be, that'd be a little irritating. I didn't say that they actually sank, but they right. began to sink. So they're, they're taking on some water. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but here's what we can, what do you, what do you take out of that? What's the, because there's so this this chapter I thought was is very meaty, and Jesus could have that's the way you look at applied this to your life. How much more does Jesus bless you? 
mm-hmm. he he could have given they could have caught a small number of fish but no 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 they caught they caught two boatloads of fish to the to the point of nets breaking and boats sinking and you know he just he overfilled the blessing and that's what Jesus yeah. does in our lives even today oh absolutely so and just like us you know okay, so we got this we got this cow we needed we need we always need the meat you know of course we killed a couple of deer this year and uh we still we got a lot of mouths to feed and what does god do blesses us with this cow and and what what is our response to that thank you lord thank you for this blessing thank you for this meat in the freezer this uh you know however you know these guys were whether they eat them or they sell them whatever what does Simon Peter do in this instance? Fell down at Jesus's knees and says, go away from me for I'm a sinful man. Now, who are we? God doesn't have to bless us, but he chooses to bless us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, all, all for his glory. Yeah. We don't deserve that. We're nothing but lowly sinners. That's a fact. We don't deserve anything. God, God blesses us with, um, I can't say how many times God has blessed me in tremendous ways. I mean, in small ways. I mean, and uh, I mean, God blesses me every day. If I really want to stop and think about it and, and and look at every little thing, but God never ceases to amaze me. And every time He does, you know, me personally, I think, God, I don't, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve any of this. Like, who am I? Like me being a sinner that I am, sinning like I do constantly, day in and day out, having to ask for your forgiveness day in and day out. Why are you blessing me? Why are you doing this for me? I don't deserve this. And that's what happens next mm-hmm. with Simon. That's what Simon Peter says to Jesus next. He's like, hey, you know, like go away. Like don't do this for me. Now, I, I'm a sinner. Uh, this is this is not. Uh, I, I, this is not for me. You know, he says, go away from me, Lord. And Jesus was like. Jesus says, don't be afraid from now on. You will go on and catch men. Yeah, exactly. What, what is all, all he asks in return for that blessing is to follow me. You know, Mm -hmm. Jesus says, follow me. You know, I will, I will make you fishers of men. Yeah. That was all he required. And what is it? You know, that miracle was so profound that even, James and John, they, they left, they pulled their boats to shore and left everything yeah. to become his disciples. And they went on their way. They just pulled them up on shore and was out. They were done. And that, and that, and that, that alone takes a lot of faith. You're, you're going off and following somebody that, you know, I don't know how well Simon Peter knew him at this point, but I don't think he knew him real, real well. He knew him. He knew who he was, but I don't think he knew him on a personal level. You know, and so to realize who he is and to have that kind of faith and just drop your, yeah, I think this is Simon Peter's, this is his, his living. This is what he does for a living is fish. He's a fisherman. This is how he provides for himself and maybe his family or whoever he's, you know, he's helping out. And he just says, okay, God, yeah, let's do this. And he, and he just goes for it. You know I mean? Imagine that. And, you know, and I was thinking while, while we were reading this is, I, you know, it was hard then to follow Jesus, I'm sure, like like Simon Peter did. Mm-hmm. And, but think about now, we don't have Jesus right in front of us. 
we don't have him. He's not here in flesh like he was back back then. And so we're right. we're following our faith is merely by faith, not by sight. You know, not by feeling him, yep. touching him. And to me, I think that's harder than if Jesus were to walk up to me and I knew who he was and what he was about mm-hmm. and said, "Follow me." I feel like that would be a, maybe maybe that would be easier than how it is nowadays when, you know, not actually physically seeing and you're the Lord. getting right. And you're getting a little ahead of yourself on that one. Well, you're on the, not you're not, <laughs> but you're on the verge of getting a little ahead of yourself. When we get to the Beatitudes, blessed are those who um, believe yeah. yet do not see, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You're right though. It's, you know, it, I, it baffles me every time I, I, you know, every story that I read in the Bible here that, you know, these guys had Jesus in the flesh there performing miracles and showing God's love right there. And they still missed mm-hmm. it. You know, it just. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how? You know, it's it's easy to look back and like, how did you guys miss it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Most definitely. It's, I don't know. So. All right, so here we are. They left everything, and uh, it just says, well, Jesus was in one of the cities. Uh, who knows where that is? Hey, so they, they go to this, they go to one of these cities, and there, there comes a, a guy with an advanced case of leprosy. Um, now, leprosy, uh, I'm looking kind of at the subnotes here in the study Bible. Um, it was used broadly, so leprosy could could be anything, any skin disease of of some sort, either psoriasis, lupus, ringworm. Um, there is an actual like leprosy, but it, when it says that there that this guy had an advanced case of leprosy, it means that it was that there was no sign of or no hope of improvement. Yeah, and I don't know if anybody listening has actually. Um, witnessed firsthand somebody with leprosy, uh, but but I have. And when I went to India uh, on mission trips, we went to leper colonies mm-hmm. in India, where there's just because in India people who have leprosy they're shunned, they're kind of cast out of society, and they have like leprosy yeah. camps or villages, and uh, and these are a lot of people who they're very very advanced, probably like this guy was, where they have. Missing appendages, arms, fingers, legs, I mean, feet, toes. I mean, so much so that I, I you know, I, I saw a guy there, and I'll never forget it, where he had bi- rubber bicycle tubes from a tire um, wrapped around his nubs where his feet used to mm. be. And, and, and he walked on that rubber, and those were essentially his shoes. And, uh, golly, it's it, but, you know, in a, in a country like that where, you know, that stuff firms rampant and it's what most would say is a third world country in parts of that country. Um, it, it can get really bad. I mean, you don't have the money to go to the doctor and get medication to heal it. What do you do? Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, seeing that and knowing what I've seen, it, it can get really bad. Yeah. Well, and I, I think I either, maybe I didn't, uh, make any sense when I was 
talking about earlier, it, leprosy is an actual disease. But what I was trying to, the point I was trying to make um, was the fact that they did also consider the psoriasis, the lupus and all that, the ringworm. They, they considered that leprosy. I wasn't uh, discrediting the fact that there's, that there's no such thing as leprosy. There, there very much is because it's still going on today. Oh yeah. But yeah. Um, if, if you had ringworm, you could, were considered, you had leprosy. You were shunned just like the rest of them, just like the actual yeah. lepers. And so, so anyway, you can imagine, just like you said, Marshall, this, these people are in, uh, complete desperation. This, this guy is coming yeah. to oh, Jesus yeah. completely desperate. So what does he do? He comes and falls at his feet, uh, falls on his face and begs him and, asks uh jesus lord if you are willing you can make me clean and well so here he is coming in full faith full desperation and asking jesus if he's willing heal me and so this is this is the cool part about this story what it what did you say earlier marshall about about these lepers it's a it's a very contagious it's a contagious disease right yeah Mm mm-hmm they definitely can. So be. these these people were shunned for a reason, and what does Jesus do? Because he can, because nothing, you know, he has the power to do so. He's he he doesn't have to worry about getting leprosy himself. So this is the cool part about it. He reaches out and he touches him, saying, "I am willing." And just at his word, be cleansed. And the guy is immediately cleansed. He's immediately better. Mm -hmm. He's cured. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like, I like this next part where Jesus says, don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony. Mm -hmm. You're you're cleaning as a testimony to them. And what what I like after that in verse 15, it says, yet the news about him spread all the more. So it, you know, Jesus told him, don't tell anybody, you know, go tell the priest, but don't, you know, don't go run off and talk to everybody. Jesus knew, Jesus knew yeah. what was going to happen. But even, even though the, the guy didn't him? go and, you know, he just told the priest. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know how hard that would be <laughs> if, you know, I mean, a, a, every time Jesus does something for me, I run around and tell everybody, right? I'm like, Hey, look at this. You're not going to believe what God did for me. Uh, because you're you're just you're in awe. I couldn't you know, like, I couldn't keep quiet. Oh, absolutely not. I can't keep quiet. I'm like God loves me so much that He did this for me. You know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, so mm-hmm. you know, for instance, I, I want to tell this little story. Something that happened to me, and I don't mean that it, it, it kind of ties in with this. But <clears throat> last uh, this week, I um I was driving to work. And let, let me preface this by saying that off and on throughout my life, I have struggled with anger and frustration. So I'm driving to work, maybe I think it was Monday morning, and I live about 20 minutes away from home, or from, I'm sorry, I work 20 minutes away from my house. So I'm driving to work, and I'm praying to God, I'm just asking God, hey, will you please give me the opportunity to work on my anger, and when that comes, show me how to do it, show me how to handle it, and um, just help me to become more like you and less like me. And so I'm sitting there praying this, and I, I get to the office, I pull into the parking lot, 
<laughs> and I reach over to grab my lunchbox and some stuff. And I realize that I left my backpack for work with my work computer at home. So for about a split second, I said, ah, dang it, it!" And then immediately I started to laugh because I thought, <laughs> I said, okay, okay, God. I said, first off, thank you. Thank you for, for this opportunity that I literally just prayed for. And, and, uh, and, oh, and I, okay, and we're going to do this. And so I had to turn around and drive 20 minutes right back to where I came from, grab it, and then drive 20 minutes. So you got to think 20 minutes there, 20 minutes back, 20 minutes there, 20 minutes back. You know, you're, you just wasted well over an hour, you know, driving back and forth. And usually that would make me so mad because I'm an on-time guy and I hate being late especially to work. Yeah. But I just laughed about it. And I thank the Lord for that opportunity. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just prayed for it. And throughout that day, throughout that day, things happened to me. I mean, there was something else that happened to me during work. And, I, and throughout the day, every time something happened, I thank the Lord. And I just said, you know what? Thank you so much. And, and not, not only thanking him, but realizing that, God love you. You love me so much. You love me so much that you're willing to help me work on myself and better me so that I can be more like you and less like me. The fact that God is willing to take the time out of his busy schedule to focus on me and my life and making me a better man. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like that guy with leprosy and every other miracle that God does here, healing people and all this stuff. It means the same thing to me. And it, it, it's the same thing to me when, when, when God helps me work through my, my hardships. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you guys and, and with you, Aaron, because I just thought that was a, it was a really cool experience for myself. Heck yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That's, that was, it, that was really cool. Um, when you told me about that, hold on just a second. Okay. All right. I'm back. No. So anyway, yeah, no, that was a, a cool story. Sorry. I had a little, uh, distraction there but <laughs> but anyway uh you know god does answer prayers it, whether it, it, it's it's not necessarily on our time but you know you got like you said marshall you gotta laugh when he answers them immediately because it's like oh you know thank you lord you, you, and you've you can't help but recognize them in the moment it's like you know what you're right mm-hmm. And you know, what did that do to you? It just completely, it uplifted you in that moment. And that's exactly what it was meant to do. I, and I'm rambling here, but either way. Absolutely. So he tells he tells this leper to, and I'm already realizing the fact that we're not going to make it through <laughs> chapter five tonight, but. We never do. <laughs> um, he tells this leper, I know, right? Yeah. It's it's good. It's good. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Go see the priest, and uh, I want to encourage everybody listening, and you too, Marshall. That uh, go read, and it's just it's just an interesting read. That's all. That's all it really kind of is. But go read Leviticus uh, f- chapter fourteen and see what this guy actually just what he had to do according to the law of Moses. Um, it's crazy. There's a lot that a leper had to do when he was cleansed. Um, it, it's, it's incredibly interesting and intriguing. Um, all the steps that they had to take. You ever read through it? 
I have not, but I've got my note, so I'll remember to do it. <laughs> it's it's interesting to say the least. It um, let me see if I can't. So you know, the uh, just a quick. They had to perform ceremonies. The gift was two living clean birds, some cedar wood with scarlet, scarlet and hyssop, uh, which were to be brought for his cleansing. And when clean, two lambs, one ewe, three tenth deals of flour, and one log of oil. But if the person was poor, and it just goes on and on. It's the amount of stuff. And then they used, they used all of this in all, all of it came together to, as part of the cleansing ceremony. It, it's, it's wild. That's interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. And so, um, Oh, and then uh, another thing, another reason for going to see the priest, cause it, it also helped this leper once cleansed to kind of get him back into society. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, cause you can imagine that this guy being so far advanced the way he was, um, had had probably been shunned from society for quite a while. Oh yeah, I mean when you're when you're shunned from society for that long, <laughs> it's hard to get back into the groove of things. Yeah, and so oh you know, so we're getting into it. Uh, so news about Jesus was spreading. Now we're gonna we're we'll get off the leper here. They're they're moving on, and uh, large crowds kept gathering to hear Jesus and get it and. Heal his, uh, heal their illnesses and and what have you, and we've we've said this before. The reason he didn't want people to tell, tell tell no one is because he wasn't doing this for the um to be to become famous or uh for the notoriety mm. and and whatever. He was doing it because these people. It, it was his. It was it, he was doing it for his ministry for um. Uh, because these people actually needed healing. They needed to hear what he had to say. It was it was his ministry. It, it wasn't doing it just to become famous. Well, no, and, and so, he was teaching them things. I mean, if you, if you look at this, every time Jesus heals somebody, there's a lesson in every single healing, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was, I was reading. Say that again, Marshall. <laughs> no, I was saying that... Um, you know, it, it, like you said, he wasn't doing it for to, you know for the notoriety or become famous. He was doing it, um, not because they just needed it, but there was a lesson. You know, I think, and and every time he healed somebody or did something, there was a lesson there. He was teaching people stuff. Uh, there was yeah. a lot more to it. He was on a mission. <laughs> yeah, he was most definitely. Yeah, and so here they are. They find it. So this is, it says, check out verse 16 real quick, Marshall. Um, Cause we touched on this, the, I think in chapter four, um, here he is yeah. again, slipping away to the wilderness and in seclusion, you know, we covered yep. this on, you know, that that's yep, okay. Last, last yeah. mm-hmm. So here he is teaching now in a, in a village. Uh, let's see here. Oh, sitting there who had come from every village. Okay. So he sit, he's he's sitting here teaching, um, obviously in a house, because as we're going to see as we progress a little further, that uh, this paralyzed man gets lowered down through the roof. So he's obviously inside this house. But, you know, I was reading this this morning. Daddy's heart is stuck. What? He's stuck in his hole. And he's crying to get out. All right. Hold on. I'll be right back. All right. 
gun here. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. Ladies and gentlemen, having... your host, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> The joys of having an old dog. Oh, did your dog get stuck? Yeah, yeah, he couldn't get up, so had to go help mm. him. And then we've been at we've been at this. I, I've been drinking. I, I drank too much sweet tea, so I had to take care of that too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so let's let, let's get through this. We're getting a little long here. Um, we are. Anyway, so yeah, he's obviously in. Uh, Jesus is obviously inside the house. And uh, just a quick recap from our break. Um, he's obviously in a house. They these people come in and uh, lower this par- this paralyzed guy on a stretcher through the roof of this house. And um, what I was fixing to say when I had to when we had to take a break there was that I was reading this this morning. And I told Ashley, because we'll, we're going to see this, and I'm, I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit and uh, cover a little bit of chapter six as well, just to make my point that these, well, no, I'm not going to jump to chapter six. Sorry. Um, it's still, I'm going to jump a little ahead to what we're going to cover next uh, next podcast. But um, it, these Pharisees and religious leaders or, you know, the teachers of the law, they, they were creepers. These, these dudes just walked around creeping on people all the time. It's like, what mm-hmm. these, because so, it says here, um, so one day as he was teaching, there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting there who had come from every village, you know, and these here Jesus is trying to uh, teach and heal inside this house. And these guys obviously had come, these Pharisees were, were just, just happened to be there, I guess, you know, how, you know, and we'll see later on when, um, he calls Matthew to, uh, and Matthew throws this big dinner. And this is what I thought, this is what I thought the most about them being creepers were you hear Matthew is throwing this huge, uh, dinner, at his house and these Pharisees and religious leaders are questioning these disciples. Why does your master eat with uh, tax collectors and sinners? What are you guys doing there mm-hmm. in the first place? It's Matthew's <laughs> house. <laughs> you know, you just creeping. <laughs> so anyway, that that's my point. These, these guys were, they just happened to be everywhere. They followed Jesus around it's it's just I thought it was right. funny as I was reading, and it'll make more sense as we get, you know, you you just be thinking about that as we progress because these guys just they're everywhere, and for what reason yeah. in like places that they probably shouldn't be, <laughs> yeah. have no reason. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, to go around creeping and being judgmental. But so here here we the reason they had to drop this guy in on a stretcher is because of course. The crowd was just way too big. They couldn't get this guy, this paralyzed yeah. guy. Obviously, the contraption he was on, the stretcher he was on, was too big to fit through the crowd. So they had to go upwards with him and then down through the roof of the house. So let's see here. So they lower him in in front of Jesus. And Jesus, immediately recognizing the fact that um, they had 
so much faith that they went through these lengths. They destroyed this roof to get them in. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, obviously tensions are high at the, at this moment, as far as like the, the owner of the house is like, Oh, how am I going to do this? And you know, whatever, but <laughs> uh, you know, how am I going to fix my roof? And, you know, and is Jesus really going to heal me? And he, and Jesus immediately, you know, he says, man, your sins are forgiven. Well, and you can imagine at this point in time, as soon as Jesus says, your sins are forgiven, these these Pharisees, um, they, they pipe up. But, but what? Oh, who is he to who is he to forgive sins? You know? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And, and you know that's exactly what they isn't isn't God the only one that can do that? Mm-hmm. So, of course, Jesus recognizes this, and he already he's going to address this uh, these hostile thoughts is what it says in my Bible, and he says, "Why are you questioning?" Why are the why are you questioning these things in your heart? So, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or get up and walk? Mm-hmm. And okay, so let me look this up here. So let's see. <clears throat> All right. So when I, I, I when I looked that up, I had to I had to look at it here. So, um, so it says this article I was reading here says for men, both real forgiveness and the power to heal are impossible, but for God, both are easy. So the logical assumption, um, that if Jesus had the power to heal the man's disease, he also had the authority to forgive sins. So it it also says here, Jesus was willing to put himself to the test in a way where the results would be immediate. So in a way, it was harder to heal the man than to forgive his sins because forgiveness is invisible. No one could verify that, verify at that moment the man was mm-hmm. forgiven before God, yet it could be instantly verified whether or not the man could walk. So there you go. And Jesus was willing mm-hmm. to put himself to the test in a way where the results would be immediate. Because I had that question when I was reading uh, when I was reading through this, which is, you know, why did he, why did he verbalize? Why, why did he choose to heal him in that way? Yeah, that's interesting. And so he goes on in verse 24, but in order that you may know that the son of man, and in parentheses, the Messiah has the authority and power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralyzed man, I say to you, get up and pick up your stretcher, go home. <laughs> you know, Let's <laughs> take your mat and get here. Stern order. <laughs> yeah, get go on. Okay. Did you notice though that the son of man? He refers to him a lot of the time. Yeah. To himself as the son of man. Mm-hmm. Do you know why that is? I don't. I mean, I'm, I saw the fact that he is the son of God, but <clears throat> who created man? But. Right. Well. The wording, the wording, son of man, because he he uses that. Because to use anything else, it, it's less <clears throat> offensive, I guess. Or hmm. it's not as... He, he uses it, it... It's a humbler form. Uh, to He's still referring to himself as the Messiah because that's what he is. But it's, it's a humbler... He, he's being humble with it. Mm-hmm. Because to use anything else, son of God... Son, uh, you know, uh, the Messiah, it, it's, 
you got to remember that these guys were still thinking that he, that the Messiah is coming to conquer Rome. Right. And so right. he refers to himself as the son of man because he's there to save man. Yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. If he were so the other not, way, things would be a little bit different. He wouldn't be taken as serious, maybe. Right. And he, you know, he'd be, even though he is the king of kings and the Lord yeah. of lords, he's he's using this, this wordage to... Um, to be a little bit more humbler, to be a little bit more approachable. And yeah. uh, so that's why he's referring to himself as the son of man. Yep. I mean, th- think about it too. If if he walked around being, oh, I am the son of God. I mean, think about anybody else who's cocky, so to speak. I can see that being taken that yeah. way. Even back then, like who does he think he is calling himself the son of God? You know, and I'm sure that's probably how right. they would have responded. So, I mean, it makes sense. Exactly. And it th- threatening. That's what it was. That was the word I was going yeah. for is, is threatening. You know, it, it yeah, would have I been threatening that. to um, a, a lot more people. I mean, of course, these self-righteous hypocrites were um, already threatened by him, no matter what he said. Yeah. But, Man, self-righteous hypocrites. I feel like you just cussed somebody out. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you were mad when you said that. <laughs> right. right. Uh, you do you do tend to get a little um hardened to these Pharisees and these religious leaders, the way they the, re- oh, the yeah. way they talked and treated Jesus even early on. You, you, you do get a little frustrated with them. Yeah. I mean, how can you not? <laughs> Right. Even though we do see stuff like that every day in this modern world that we live in, it's still even reading back, reading about it back then, you just, it does aggravate you a little bit. All right. So in closing, as we, as we start to wrap this up a little bit for, for tonight, we'll get into, um, Jesus calling out his, uh, calling out Levi, which is also Matthew, and we'll get into that next week. But uh, this this paralyzed man, he's he's forgiven, he's uh, healed, he picks up his stretcher, and he leaves. And he, he, he goes home, and he, he glorifying and praising God. And everybody is mm-hmm. astonished. And, and in turn, everybody began glorifying God. And they were, this this crowd was filled with, it says here in uh, at the end, in verse 26 here, that they were filled with reverential fear. You know, if you were to read that straight out, it would be, they were filled with fear and kept saying, uh, we have seen wonderful and incredible things. But it was, a, it wasn't like a, like, like a scared fear. It was a reverential fear. Yeah. So, and I think that's, I, th- I think that's where I'd like to stop for tonight. I think that's a good stopping point. Um, and we are getting a little bit long. Sounds good to me. So I think we covered some real, real good stuff in that first part of chapter five. Absolutely. And so, all right, well, heck that, uh, that was pretty good. I agree. I enjoyed it. Mm. <clears throat> I'm loving it. So. Yep. And don't forget, we haven't had time to get uh, 
a new outro recorded. You're you guys are more than welcome, those of you listening, to email us uh, at our Gmail address. But we do have a new email at mail at undauntedpursuit.com. It's real easy. You can start emailing us there if you'd like. And eventually we'll get around to shooting a new outro at some point in time. But for now, that's that. Website still under construction. So we'll let you guys know when that goes live. And um, there'll be some other goodies on there. Marshall, I've added stuff. We have a store. You just, nobody can actually see it right now. We have a gear shop that's ready to <laughs> rock and roll. I just, we have to code it into the website. So um, that's coming up real soon. That's a, it's, that's exciting. It is good times coming our coming, coming our way. Yeah. Yep. So, all right, guys. Yep. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you guys next time on the, on the next episode. Bye. See y'all later. Hey guys. And thank you for listening to undaunted pursuit podcast. Give us a good rating on iTunes. Good review. Leave us five stars and follow us on YouTube. Click that subscription bell. Keep up to date with newest episodes. And don't forget to follow us on other social media outlets, such as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you ever have any questions, don't hesitate to email us at undauntedpursuit at gmail.com and go to our website at undauntedpursuit.podbean.com. And don't forget, if you like what you're hearing, go to Patreon, follow us on Patreon, subscribe to our channel there. There's a small tier for donations, any help, any support. This podcast is made possible by you, the patron. We thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. See you. My faith again. I'll search the oceans. I'll break the world's commotion. I'll climb the highest mountain just to know you there. To find my faith again. I'll search the whole world. I'll give up my diamonds and pearls. I'll walk the farthest distance just to know I can remember when I used to fall in your arms When every care and burden I would bring to you But I woke up and fell asleep again And I lost my one and only friend And every joy inside went going, going, gone But to find my faith again, I'll search the oceans I'll break the world's commotion I'll climb the highest mountain just to know you're there To find my faith again, I'll search the whole world I'll give up my diamonds and pearls I'll walk the farthest distance just to know you're there To find my faith again, I'll walk into the ocean floor And I'll knock it open every door I'll search until there's joy I'm gonna find my faith again I know, I know I'm gonna find my faith again I'll search the oceans I'm gonna break the world's commotion I'll climb the highest mountain Just to know you're there To find my faith again I'll search the whole world I'll give up my diamonds and pearls I'll walk the farthest distance Just to know you